time for episode 81 of Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys from three different generations with the hottest takes on sports and pop culture. I'm the elder statesman, Ted Fatel of Sportsnet Michigan and WJSZ Radio. Middleman and social media master is Matt Burns of ESPN in Charlotte, North Carolina. And our youngest viewpoints will come from Jared Fatel of Grand Valley State University and Fox 17 in Grand Rapids and one of the top landscaping companies in the world. Our three-point podcast partners include Advanced Elevator, Sheridan Realty and Auction Company, Rivals Tap House and Grill, The Corona Connection, Card Service Michiana, and Promec Engineering Services. Thanks also to our website network teammate, Sports Radio Detroit, and the radio home of three-point podcast, Z92.5 The Castle. We'll get it rolling right after these important messages. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your large or small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of Three Point Podcast, located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. 85, 90, 95, 100. Looking for items to buy or sell? Look no further than SheridanAuctionService.com. We will solve your problem. Bring Sheridan Realty and auction your items and we will market them all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy items, we can help with that too. Call today, 989-720-SELL. It's fast, easy, and we get results. SheridanAuctionService.com. Buy or sell, we'll get it done for you. Call 989-720-SELL. You'll do better with Sheridan. All right, guys, uh, another recording here. We're doing this one on Tuesday night. Uh, did you did you both have a decent weekend? I, I had a good weekend. I actually went up north to Lake City with uh, some of my friends. It was boys weekend, 13 of us. Whoa. Uh, so it was a good time. Faster Horses Part 2? It, it pretty much was that's what it was. But there's something that needed to be addressed. So actually this comes from a special listener who says that – and we talked about this before, that you have actually canceled, officially canceled, our family retreat to Onaway. Oh, no. I didn't I didn't cancel the retreat. Why is it? Because Now, what did your family member say specifically? Because I would like to know that. This is going to go. So, Matt, as you know, we ha- I have a as – as you've got to throw a jab at before, Uncle George, where they, he wasn't mentioned in the athletic prowess of the – Right. That, wasn't, Press that, article. Wasn't a da- so, that wasn't a dagger. That, I was sticking up for it. What my uh, source said was that – he actually had a reason for why he couldn't go. You just canceled it because he couldn't go. All right. That's fair. Uh, and I'll just lay it out again. This is scintillating information for our listeners out there for sure. <laughs> uh, nothing like family news. We talked about our family reunion up in Onaway before. I had texted to everybody that I'm in as long as the other siblings are in. Okay. Okay. I was going to make it work no matter what. And the first one that bailed out was not me. It was Uncle George. So once he, I don't care if he had a good reason or not, he did. It was, it was fine. I don't know. See, Matt, what do you think about this? Okay, so you have a family reunion. First off, his reasoning was that his two sons had football. That was it, yeah. yeah. So he wasn't going to be there, though, right? He wasn't going to be Who at Onaway. has, what youth league has football on August 8th? Well, I was trying to figure that out, too. <laughs> it doesn't quite I, make sense, does it? So so are you going to throw a, a dig at him now? Because, <laughs> I uh, am. Okay. I think we both are. Fair it enough. doesn't really make sense. I was trying to understand that myself. 
I don't even, high school teams. I don't even think start that early. And now <laughs> little and, league football. And this little league football league is just running for us. What is it, the NFL uh, starting sixteen week season? Right. Well, you brought it up, and that's a fair question. I guess we'll have to get to the answer. But to to get back to me, I wasn't the first one that bailed. I followed up on that one. I gave it a couple days, and I just said, "Well, look." I want to go up there if all of us are going up there. If somebody can't make it, well, that's a perfect excuse for me to say, you know what, I got other things to do, <laughs> and, I, and I do. Where did you go camping, Jared? Up to Lake City, you said? Yep, yeah, Lake City. Where is that at? I'm trying. I, when you said that, I couldn't picture where that's at in Michigan. Uh, it's like up by Higgins and Houghton Lake. It's not on that lake, though. It's on know, like Lake Mizzawaka or something weird. It's like some. It's a small little lake. It's a little south of Higgins Lake, I think. Yes, yeah. a little south. Okay. Not kind of between far. Claire and Higgins Lake in that area. And you know what, what, what we're flying? Trulies. Trulies are flying. Which right now, listen to this. There it is, Matt. My he, first truly ever, right here. So nice. he, he came in. He had a gift for the two of us. I'm gonna pop mine. I'm not, not a big fan of that one. I, it's well, okay. the thing, you kind of messed it up. Okay. So he bought a Truly, but he bought like the wine-flavored one. Rosé. I've never had. Oh, yeah. That, that's definitely different than just the normal hard seltzers. All right. Well, that was the only one they had. So Where did you go? I went to the 7-Eleven in Perry on my way here. <laughs> I was wondering if you made like your own specific trip like a week ago. Like, no, gonna... no. I, I picked it up. Before. I just thought, well, we talked about Truly last week, so we'll give it a try. It's okay. Yeah, I'm going to. I'll drink uh, it this during isn't, the show. Like, this, is, this isn't. Let me just try it, and then I'll say what okay. I, what's going to be said. It's kind of refreshing. That ain't bad. Okay. You don't like that. No, it's okay. First <laughs> That's taste. not bad. I'm saying if you do you drink uh just regular seltzer, like seltzer water? No, I I don't normally. Yeah. So I mean it's definitely you know, we started drinking seltzer water to like replace soda and so we ba- we don't drink much well pop. We don't drink much pop anymore. You know, so sometimes we drink seltzer water. So that's why we're like used to it. It's definitely a different taste, I guess. It's kinda like a flat soda almost i mean so, kind, kind of a little carbonation I mean, about the wine one though i've never had that so it is kind of it's a different taste it's not a beer you know it's a little different yeah matt does he look like somebody that drinks seltzer waters <laughs> i mean you know i didn't know if he's trying to he, he said he was trying to shed a couple pounds so maybe he's yeah you know in the diet and when you say with, something uh, like oh this water. this isn't very good well i mean it's not freaking chocolate milk and donuts <laughs> Joke. It's growing on. <laughs> that me. one was a little bit too far. Way. That was a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that was that a little one, blow, man. That was a bit over the line. Oh, but anyway, I, I had a great weekend myself. You had a good time with your friends. Mm-hmm. I was down in Indianapolis for uh, grandchild number one, her baptism. Everything went real well. And then yesterday, grandchild number two went to the Shiawassee County Fair and stopped over for her first boat ride last night. So all is good right now in in grandparent land. We had a good time. Hey. Sounds like sounds like the summer's going well. Uh, you mentioned Shiawassee County Fair, and uh, we probably talked about it last summer when it was this time of year. But I mean, we we talked about it off air a little bit. I don't know. Maybe like I said, maybe it's because I don't live in the area anymore. But whenever I'm back in town and the fair is going on, I have to get there because I I like the fair. I think it's great. Maybe it's because I don't live there anymore. But you guys both kind of seem like you were over the fair a little bit. Well, Matt, it's like I feel like. If you have like a girlfriend or a wife or a kid, then it's a good time. I mean, you see the pigs, you see the animals, but like me just walking in there by myself or even with some of my friends like my age, like what are what's like fun there to do? I like ride the rides. I get sick every time I ride those rides. Oh yeah, I'm not a big ride ride rider if you will for fairs yeah, if anyway. You're, if you're not there to ride the rides, yeah, it, it would be yeah, if you 
taking a girlfriend or kids or whatever. So don't they have concerts, you know, or like the demolition derby, you know, stuff like that? I was gonna I was gonna bring that up, you know, if they had a decent grand sh- grandstand show. I would definitely would, go to yeah. it. You know, they had the Guess Who there a number of years ago, and that was that was a good show. They do have the Demolition Derby, the Figure Eight Demolition Derby, I think, and that's kind of fun to go to as well. But uh, I enjoy the fair. It's just I'm, I'm kind of lazy, I guess. You know, if, if another couple said, "Hey, let's go to the fair, let's go to the grandstand show," I'd probably do it, and ha- I'd enjoy it. Um, you know, I never really warmed up to the new fairgrounds. It's been there now 20 years, but I mean, you know, when I grew up as a kid. At this time of year, I lived for the fair. It was in downtown Corona at McCurdy Park. You know, we got our allowance money and got to go down there, and my parents gave us the money to go to the 4-H cafeteria, and we never spent a dime in the cafeteria. We spent it all on, uh, you know, midway food. Right. Corn dogs, corn and dogs, and stuff like that. Fat balls. That's what it is. You're you're still a little bitter that it moved out to the new fairgrounds. I'm no, I'm not bitter. I just uh, I <laughs> never quite warmed up to it. Like I, it, you know, it's kind of one of those things. The wonder years when you're growing up, you know, that's that was the thing, and you know, I just haven't evolved to the new. Have fairgrounds. you ever like ridden and don't? Have you ever like ridden like a roller coaster? I love roller coasters. I don't like uh, I don't what, the like carny roller coasters. The, the mean streak at uh, Cedar Point, like the wooden wooden ride. I'll, yeah, I love them all at Cedar Point. Yeah, I love roller think, coasters. I'm pretty sure the mean streak is no more. I think they took that out. It was starting to get real bad, real, yeah. like pretty rough. So yeah, that's gone. And that was the original, I think. At no, Cedar Point. that one it wasn't the original. No? Uh, the corkscrew was one of the originals. I think the mean streak was one of the original wooden roller coasters. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm a big roller coaster guy. And, and, I, I don't know. Obviously, like going to Disney, but those aren't exactly like Cedar Point type rides. Matt, have you seen like the people that are very angry at families that are or at people that go to Disney World without a family? And if so, I think that as basically <laughs> Disney World's number one fan, you need to address it. Yeah, I I did see that some people of course, probably on the, like the Facebook page, or, you know, whatever it was, they were trying to start a petition, or they did start a petition to. I don't know, try and ban or outlaw people going to Disney without kids. Wow. And, I mean, I, right away I think that's ridiculous because the first couple times I went was with just a group of friends. I know friends that have gone for bachelor and bachelorette parties uh, and, you know, just other groups of friends that have gone. And so I, that's just ridiculous. Obviously Disney did not bite on that one because, I mean, why would they turn any customers away? They'd but, be nuts. Yeah, I, I don't understand why anyone would want people without kids there it doesn't make sense well probably they're being selfish they want you out of there so they can move up the line quicker right probably, less people yeah or you know they think yeah they think they're taking up spots in line for their kids or whatever but right. i don't get over it what i realized and and what makes this come to my head you don't get that sort of discussion on any sort of podcast <laughs> and if you ask my if you ask my brother he claims that all we are and i've learned that he's like our biggest hater in the world by the way but he's listening though he's right? listening he's it's listening. like a hate listen yeah. he says all we do is regurgitate espn is what he says oh so what are i don't know how like Where does that, that come from i don't know that's what i don't understand like i'll be sitting at home just watching espn this is what he comes up and says to me oh getting ready to regurgitate regurgitate for the podcast <laughs> It's like, you can't say, like, that's the thing. There's so many podcasts and so many, ESPN has so many shows, so many personalities where everyone's saying stuff. You can't really, apparently we don't have any original thoughts to what I'm saying, oh, is what he's saying. I got And you. there's not really any original thoughts to be out there. Like, there's so many people giving opinions on everything. It's like, it's pretty hard to just be 100% cut and dry original. Absolutely. Which I think we do a pretty good job at. I agree. Job of, but he's just. Well, you know what? He can just quit listening. 
That's all I got to say. Yeah, I guess like yeah, too, yeah. I I can understand what you're saying. Like to have a completely 100% original thought. I guess that's probably pretty rare. Like you said, there's so many podcasts and radio shows and stuff. Even if we think it's original, I'm, sh- I'm sure somewhere someone said the same thing. I think our podcast in itself is original because of the three generation thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not just like one analyst or one expert, if you want to say that, talking about how great the Baltimore Ravens are going to be this year or how great, you know, the Lakers are going to be with LeBron and Anthony Davis. I mean, we're getting it, we're getting it from three different generations, and we had boots on the ground at Faster Horses. We're getting this Disney breakdown. I mean, I, I think our podcast is pretty original. Yeah, and, you know, even last week, I mean, tell me what part of ESPN our generation game had anything to do with. I mean, I exactly. thought that was – I mean, I think it's boggled on to this. If you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. You're right, buddy. That's a, you ever heard that saying before? That's, heard, like a, that's a new school one. Well, I've heard that, and it's very true, and I've been in the business a long time, as you know. And, you know, if, if people are talking about you, whether they hate you or don't, you're doing something right. That's the bottom line. So, hey, we appreciate it. Well, it sounded one like of you ha- brothers wink, Well, wink it, it sounded like he hated us, so. Oh, I that's guess. okay. <laughs> that's okay. Well, if he, if he ever wants to be a guest, he can hop on and make our podcast better if yeah, he wants. Yeah, invite him over sometime. See if he can shake it up. That I will do. Do it. And no, and that's a, that's what it is. You know, that's what I tell him. It's the man in the arena. You know, everyone wants to mock the man that's actually in the arena playing the game. And it's so until, easy. It's so easy until right. you step in. Absolutely. Well, there's the challenge for you. I won't say which one it is, but I know which one it is. <laughs> which one do you think it is? I think it's the the middle one. Yes, yes. <laughs> hey, you know, also we're talking about our, our last weekend, and before we get into some of our other topics we're going to get into, uh, again, we want to remind people that, uh, well, obviously, you know, football season is right around the corner. The Lions uh, kick off against the Patriots and their exhibition opener on Thursday night, but uh, high school games here in the state of Michigan are going to be coming up starting August 29th, our first game on Z92.5. Pretty good matchup, East Lansing at St. John's. And prior to that, uh, we're going to record our second annual Pigskin three-point podcast special. And, uh, again, we have a lot of experts lined up from throughout the state. We had a lot of fun putting it together last year, had a lot of good response, and uh, we're looking forward to putting it together again here in a couple weeks. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, we put together a huge show last year. We're going to just maybe dial it back a little bit this year. But, yeah, we have, like, media experts from all over the state giving previews on players, teams, and, you know, all the, the high school football in their area of the state. So, Again, another something original that I think we do, you know, a podcast that compiles a whole statewide Michigan high school football preview. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, and we cover every every spot of the state, the Thumb, the Upper Peninsula, Northern Michigan, of course, Shiawassee County, the Lansing area, Grand Rapids. I mean, it's, it's going to be a, another cool one to listen to. So if you're a, a Michigan high school football fan, you're going to definitely want to tune into that one. And by the way, it will also be carried on Z92.5 Radio here following the football games every Friday night. Our podcast will be uh, kind of fine-tuned. It'll be the same content that we have on our regular podcast, but it'll be carried on the radio. Our first radio station affiliate signed up, Z92.5, and you know we're looking for bigger and better things down the road. Yeah, I mean, if anything, it gets you know more people listening to us and maybe it'll lead to... Uh... More radio stations, more and more haters. Right? <laughs> Absolutely, and if you wanna if you wanna hate us directly, they should probably send a tweet to us, shouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, and we'll you know we'll go back and forth. We'll see. Yeah, it's at Three Point Pod is one of those sites. In fact, we read them. We don't put them all on the air here, but uh, one of our uh, one of our uh, listeners, we're going to talk about it a little later on. Talk about well, 
ironically enough, an ESPN production. The TBT, the the basketball tournament, the the final of that's going to go on tonight. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, one of our listeners uh, pointed out that you know we must not be too much into that because we haven't talked about it. Well, we'll talk about it tonight, won't we? We will. And, and what surprises me is you say that you had never heard of that before. Which I had. Is kind of isn't my, that weird? I guess what. Like, what have you been, like, let's dive into what you've been doing. Dive into the like, mind of Ted. Now that we're in, like, the dog days of summer, not really much yeah. sports are going on. What have you, like, and maybe we can talk about it in entertainment tonight, but I kind of want to get on the table now. What have you been yeah. watching? Well, I, to be honest, I haven't been watching that. I came across it a few times, and I, like I said, I didn't know what it was. I didn't spend the time to, because I could have made a simple Google search. What is this on ESPN, right? Yeah. And I did, finally, after somebody pointed out to me that it was pretty good basketball. I had no idea what it was. I, I, I saw, you know, these... Basically, former college players like Aaron Kraft from Ohio State playing in in some basketball tournament. You know, Dan Dockich was doing the color commentary, and I thought this must be kind of cool. But I'd never stuck around for it. If you're asking me what I'm what sports I'm I'm viewing right now, not a whole heck of a lot. Tigers, <laughs> why bother? You know, I love baseball, but I won't be tuned into that till it gets to the postseason. Now, I haven't really paid much attention for the Tigers. Uh, I've been more watching. Uh, you know, entertainment stuff, movies, uh, Netflix, uh, been out on the boat, you know, in the summertime. Like they say, it's the dog days of summer, especially when it comes to sports. Really hasn't been much going on. Now, Matt, you're in the industry, so you're kind of forced to do it, but I think you like watching some of the sports going on this time of year, huh? Yeah, I mean, that, the the TBT, that the basketball tournament, it's it's pretty cool. I know we're going to talk about it a little more, but it's kind of, you know, I I love basketball. I, I know me and Jared, we're, we're probably the bigger NBA fans on this podcast. I love uh, basketball so you know right now there's no NBA going on so you know I I watch it a little bit um, you know it's not the best basketball in the world but um, but yeah and right now we're doing uh, the Little League World Series that's what I've been doing all week ah. so you know again it's one of those events if you don't like baseball or if you don't like Little League obviously you don't watch it but I think it's fun the kids have fun and um, you know that's a fun event so yeah I have to watch it I guess for my job some sports the, the Little League World Series is a must-watch. Absolutely. It's must-watch TV. I agree now, with haven't, you. Now, didn't you go? I went there once, yeah. No, now, you just made like a trip? We, um, we had a trip planned to Pittsburgh, and we just happened to check the schedule that the Little League World Series was going on at that time. So we instead of coming right home from Pittsburgh, we got up in the morning before we were coming home and, and drove to Williamsport and spent the entire day there. And if you've never, if you're a baseball fan or you like watching the Little League World Series on television, it's must go to. I mean, it is just an awesome setting. Free, you know, free parking. You know, the burgers are like a buck fifty. The the concessions are just awesome. And that little state they have two little stadiums. They're just top notch. It's it's just a blast to go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's cool now that they have. Um, I, I think they started maybe two or three years ago. They have a major league baseball game there during the the little league world series. So, oh, wow. I mean, they made a stadium that, you know, yeah. was big enough for major leaguers. They moved the fence back or whatever. But So that's a cool event. You know, all the kids are at the major league game watching their, you know, their heroes or whatever. But we had a game a couple days ago. So yeah, it was Sunday. Team from New Jersey. It was like the most classic redemption, why sports are great story. This kid, the, the catcher for the New Jersey team in the second inning, pitcher struck a kid out. The catcher thought it was the third out. He rolled the ball back to the pitcher's mound. It was only the second out. Oh. It allowed two runs to score. So he, you know, it happens a lot in Little League, uh, you know, during the tournament. He starts crying. He was upset. The players were trying to console him. They ended up getting out of the inning. The coaches were trying to console him. You know, he's just crushed because he just – 
made an awful mistake and, you know, gave up two runs. Bottom of the sixth comes up. They only play six innings. Bottom of the sixth, they're down two. He come, who comes up to the to plate? This kid with two guys on, he hit the three-run walk-off home run oh to win my, the game. So, how did I miss that? Like, it, that was the coolest story, you know, seeing the kids going crazy. The parents are going crazy. So, yeah, the Little League World Series is awesome. And, and although what I think the must-watch part of that is the kid crying. <laughs> I mean, it does happen. It happens like there's like one once a game, right? And that's what makes little league like way better than actual like major league baseball. There's a lot of errors, right? There's just some kid that's just an ace. Oh, usually like in the tournament, just leads his team Throwing throughout the BBs. whole tournament. Yes, yeah. And there's always some kid that's just hitting a home run basically every time he's up to bat. It's a, you're right. You're there's all that drama, and then the other thing is you know the way the coaches handle it. I don't know if you've noticed. I've seen a lot of bad youth coaches out there that think they are major league coaches, but these guys handle these teams with class. It seems to be pretty much across the board, and it's neat to see. But yeah, it has all the drama that you'd want. And I can't, like I said, I can't believe I didn't come across that story. Was that last? weekend Matt that uh, was this past Sunday wow it was, yeah a couple days ago yeah it was I mean it was on all the sports centers and stuff like that so yeah it was it was a really cool story oh that's awesome well we're gonna we're gonna talk uh some uh TBT here in a minute along with some other basketball before we get to that though I want to tell you about advanced elevator company they feature top expert field technicians for installation troubleshooting and repair of elevators an area business leader and longtime supporter of Corona public schools they're hoping the Cavalier football team and all the fall squads do well the coronaconnection.com knows it's great to be gold keep up to date on all that is Corona at coronaconnection.com well, let's let's talk a little bit further into this uh, TBT, the basketball tournament. Uh, where did this all start? Do you, either one of you guys know where who came up with this and where they get the two million dollar payout for the uh, for the winning team? I believe it, when it first started, it was only a five hundred thousand dollar payout, okay. and you know now it's just grown and grown and grown. Like I said, I, like now they have like regionals, and like I turned it on the other day, and it was like a regional team and get into the tournament. Wow! So it's like it's really grown and it's really cool. You, like you said, you get to see like my favorite player. Back in when he was playing, Aaron Kraft. Like you get to put, watch a guy like him. You get to watch, you know, all these old Syracuse players playing for uh, Bohem's Army. Like, and he's in, <laughs> he's in the he's in the stands. It's it's really a cool event. God, I'm gonna have to. I'll definitely when I get home tonight, I'll watch the end of that game. At least the second half will be on for sure. It's pretty cool. So yeah, I don't know if you guys mentioned it because I was I was looking some stuff up. It so it started in 2014, and it had you know, like you said, it was the first year it was five hundred thousand dollars. It went up to a million. And then now the last four years, it's been $2 million, winner take all. And it's single elimination. So, you know, these teams have to pay to enter. And if you lose your first game, you're done. So this year there's 64 teams, eight regions. So, wow. it's, I mean, it's basically like the NCAA tournament. And winner take all, two mil. That's pretty cool. You know, I I can't believe I haven't been in tune with that. And I have come a long ways. You know, you guys are more the resident NBA fans, and I've kind of picked up on the NBA here in the last uh, year or so, especially when we talk about it. That's just a cool concept. And I guess what? The big big controversy or big upset was the overseas team being beat? Yeah, they've won it like two years in a row, I believe. And and have you seen, like, how they end the games? No. It's called, like, an Elam ending. Apparently it's from – some bar stool or ball, ball state university professor nick elon like so basically what it is is so they they go to a certain with four minutes left in the game there's four minutes left in the game then the clock just shuts off and then they play to a certain score and so like every game has a game winner pretty much it's kind of it's kind of cool but really? it, it's kind of corny but i can tell that you you're old school you don't really like well that. i'm trying to i'm trying to picture it so you're saying so if it's it, like so when yeah so when it, there's four minutes left like jared said it's 
when the next whistle happens. So that could be at 3.30, that could be at 3.30. You know, whenever the next whistle happens, after four minutes, yeah. they take whoever's winning, so say the, the leading team has 60 points, right. add seven uh, points to it. Well, actually, in 2019, they made it eight. So say the team has 60, it, then it becomes first one to 68. So if it's 60 to 59, it's just first one to 68. If it's 60 to, and the only team, the other team only has 40, well, the other team has to go on like a 28-0 run to win oh. the game. So uh, just a different way to end it, I guess. Makes it a little more interesting. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Now that you explained it a little bit more in depth, I, I could see where that would be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just something different. That's why, like, just if you're if you're a tournament like this, why not just have, like, some of that sort of right. test it out? And and for uh, for some of our haters out there, this uh, tournament is that broadcast on a certain network. It's on ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, it's on ESPN. Uh, I mean, and it they, it's a legit um, production or whatever. I mean, it looks good. The only thing I, I know the our fan or you know our listener who tweeted about it. I don't know. Like Ted, you obviously haven't watched it. Jared, have you watched it, a decent amount of it? Yep, You've I've really watched like two, two three games. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I've watched a good amount, mostly at work. My only feedback, it's cool, it's basketball, you know, it's fun, especially with this format. It does make it fun. But sometimes, like, the quality of basketball isn't all that great because a lot of these guys are maybe a little past their prime, you know, maybe a little older, or they're guys that didn't make it to the NBA. So that would be the only knock. But otherwise, you know, it's fun. It's a summer tournament, you know, it's cool. Like, Jimmer Fredette played in it. Um, Aaron Kraft, like you said, is playing in it. A bunch of other former NBA players used to play. So I could see myself like next year when it's on again. You know, I probably won't sit there and watch every game, but you know, like I said, I'm interested in tonight because two million bucks is on the line. The winner takes two million. The loser gets zero. Right? Nothing. Yeah. Yep. I like that. That's gonna. That should be pretty intense coming down the stretch. So I, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Now, uh, also in basketball news, there was something recently that took place. Right? Yeah. So. This is something that it's a little bit old. I mean, it was like last yeah, week, last but we haven't had a podcast since it happened. Right. And it's something that I knew Matt, as a LeBron hater, would have strong feelings about, and me, as a LeBron lover, would have strong feelings about. So I felt like it was important to bring it up. So basically the storyline is this. So if you haven't seen the video, I'd look it up. LeBron like celebrating as kids' AAU games. So what happens is, first off, there's the first video, which is him in pregame warm-ups during his kids' AAU game. LeBron throws an alley-oop off the backboard and dunks it like in the middle of the layup lines or whatever. Okay, so that's the first part. Second part is middle of the game, his kid catches the alley-oop, slams it. LeBron runs onto the court, jumps up and down like crazy, and his shoe like flies off and he celebrates and he's like he's literally in the middle of the court while this happens. So there's a big outcry whether or not people like a bunch of people defending him, a bunch of people calling him like an asshole. And I kind of fall here. So him dug in the middle of the layup line, imagine being a kid on the other team. Like, that would have been the coolest thing in the world, I feel like. If, if you show up to a basketball game, your AAU basketball game, and LeBron James comes onto the court and he's just throwing out alley-oop dunks, I have absolutely zero problem with that. But when you start running down the court in the middle of the game, celebrating and, you know, just causing a whole ruckus, like, in the middle of the game, first off, what a momentum swing that would be for, like, I, I would be so defeated if I saw LeBron, like, celebrating in my face, like, as his son dunked on my team. Secondly, it's just like it's 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 crazy. Imagine if Ted, imagine if Ted in the middle of his daughter's game just decided to run out of the court and like start cheering. It, it's just you can't do it. And I know it's LeBron James, but it's just, it's over the line. Matt, before you comment, I just gotta say I'm totally flabbergasted because I didn't see that coming from you, young man. That's the exact total way that it's I, over the I line. agree. It is over the line. Free, it's, the, it's, it's, it's like the camera's on me. 
right? Isn't that? I don't know if I take. I don't know if I take it that far. I just think. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know what he gets out of doing that. I mean, celebrate off the court. Do whatever you want off the court. Yeah. And people are saying they're sitting there saying like, "Oh, he's a great dad." Like, I get that. But, like, you can dial it down a little bit. I don't think his kid loves that his dad's running on the court and kind of stealing the shine away from him. Yeah, I, I did see. So when he ran out on the court after that dunk, like, I saw someone say that he thought a timeout was called. It's not like, you know, so it's not like he was trying to run out on the court during play. Like, because he, he ran out on the court, like, got his shoe and then ran back off because he thought a timeout was being called. So he was going to go run and, you know, like, chest bump his chest son bumps, or whatever. Yeah. So, I don't know, whatever, you know. A little confusion there or whatever. The one thing, like, the criticism that he is getting to is he's, he has said before in the past, so, you know, his his son's name is LeBron James Jr., and his he has said before that he almost regrets naming his kid LeBron James Jr. because that immediately puts a huge spotlight, a huge, you know, a, a huge spotlight on his son's life, basically, because he's LeBron James Jr., so it's kind of like, okay, so, you know, you said that you don't want to spotlight on your son by having, you know, being a junior of you, but then, like, at his games, you're going to be doing all this stuff, you know, kind of like what you said, Ted, kind of like putting the camera on him or whatever, so. Yeah, and I've always. I, that, that's maybe a little, like, you know, if, if you want, if you don't want all that spotlight and all that stuff on your son, you know, maybe, like, just watch your son's game, you know, there's that side. Yeah, and here's, here's but I'm on the side too that he's been he's just he loves his kid, he's having fun. His his son is one of the best players in the country in high school. He's having a good time, he's supporting his son. Yeah. Know? And well, I, I certainly won't lose any sleep over it, but if if it was me, I always appreciated my dad's approach, which was sit in the stands, observe the game, don't make a spectacle, and then when I get home and sit at the kitchen table, we talk about the game, and it's all positive. You know, he's not making a making a scene. I used to hate the parents that would be yelling nonstop at the referees, or you know, all this all right. other crap. But you're also not you're not Bronny James Jr. I, mean, I know your that. team was that, like what, four and five, and no. your basketball team didn't your basketball team win like go in twenty or something. When like I was that? a sophomore, <laughs> you went, okay. So like, what do you want him to cheer about? I mean, it's not like, it's not you're not throwing down alley oop dunks out there. No, no, I get that. I, I I even get the fact that if he's sitting in the stands and pumping his fist in the air and and saying. All right, that's my boy. Whatever, but to to jump on the court like that and make a spectacle, I I didn't care for it. And it, yeah, and you know that the biggest thing to me is like, why does it matter like what we think about what LeBron is doing for his son? Right, if his son is cool with it. If his son, like Jared was saying, you know, if if say his son was a little embarrassed or you know just didn't really like it, then that's when it would be crossing the line. If his son is cool with it, if his teammates, obviously his coach is cool with it, he's got LeBron James Jr. on his team. <laughs> If all of that is fine, then that's what matters. I mean, what people on ESPN or what people, you know, Skip Bayless or whatever, what they have to say about it, really it doesn't matter. That's very true. And the one thing, though, you, you, we're, we definitely know who Bronny James is, don't we? We knew well, that beforehand. do you actually think that his kid wants him doing that? I don't know. I, I have <laughs> no idea. What do you sure think? His son is cool with his dad being LeBron James. <laughs> I mean... Or I, mean, I don't know. Maybe does not. he want to be Maybe his own man? Maybe when he reflects down the road. Well, I don't think right now it bothers him too much. I that'd be my now, guess. Now, if you're in the stands, like, are you going to say something to LeBron James if he runs on the court like that? <laughs> are you nuts? No, <laughs> I'm not going to so say like, anything to him. What would I say to him? Get off the court, you clown! <laughs> so, in other words, you just have what some people like to call Twitter muscles. Well, I I didn't really. I guess. I mean, I didn't really comment much on Twitter about it either. I mean, I looked at when I first saw it, I thought, "You got to be kidding me!" I mean, that, and then you know, when you opened up this little segment, 
I kind of totally agreed with what you said. I mean, I didn't. I don't think it was a big problem for him to go through the layup line. Why not? It's LeBron James, probably the best player in the NBA. And you know, people are just sitting there badgering him, like LeBron, like dunk right, it once, like right. so. It's like I have no. That would have been awesome. Yeah, I had no problem with that at all. It was just uh, the going on the court, losing the shoe, doing the chest bumps, all the whole while. You know, like I said, knowing the cameras on you. That stop saying the camera thing. You always you have that Didn't little like, turn of the Didn't we watch it? Yeah, we it did. Because somebody he's filmed playing it. in front of millions of people every night, and you think he cares about the little age. Oh yeah, you saying, oh man, I'm the greatest the, parent in the world. There might be some guy in the corner with a camera. Whatever. Oh, you can disagree with me on that one, but that I'm that's sticking not by that why statement. he does that. Well, why did he? What, he just had he's unbridled. Weird. He's passion. kind of a he weird guy. Stand it. He's, he's a just he's kind of a little weird of a guy. He just is. So one one question I have for you, Jared, is. You know, people are kind of talking about, I guess, this is LeBron James's approach to supporting his son. One thing that LeBron hasn't done is bar ball route and completely just hype up his son. Better than Michael Jordan. He's going to, he should be drafted by the Lakers. He would, he's better than LeBron. He's going to win all these titles. You know, take the LeVar ball route in, if you want to say, supporting his son, pulling his son off of teams to start his own league and, you know, do all this stuff. But you're a LeVar Ball fan, so you like LeVar Ball's approach, but you don't like LeBron just having fun at his son's game? I think one could argue that LeVar Ball has done a lot for his son by talking all that stuff. He's made, it's, it's like it's almost made him more popular. It, it definitely has, actually. Lonzo Ball like, does not talk whatsoever. Well, Lonzo Ball is legit. I mean, he's a legit NBA player, right? Yeah, he I doesn't mean, really have to do much talking. Really, and he he went to college, and you know he came to the NBA after one year or whatever it was. I mean, he's a player. It, the The jury's still out on the younger kids. What's going to happen? Yeah, and, and I feel like Lavar Ball is talking is kind of and him basically forcing his kid out of UCLA, uh, Leangelo, like the middle one. Right. That kind of screwed him over because right. he's definitely not an NBA player, right? And I know I'm not sure what he's going to do. Yeah, what's but, he going to do if he doesn't play basketball? But right? Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball doesn't talk much, and you claim that he he's a he's been kind of a bust so far from is, what people have really? I mean, He's number two pick, and he hasn't quite. He's a good player. I love him. He's still one of my favorite players. He's a starter, he really right? He's an NBA starter. starter. Yeah, he's a, he's a player. Okay, but he's not a number two pick. He he had some injury issues. Yeah, too. he's had some injury issues, but it's like Lavar Ball. Like he's entertaining to me. He's not my dad. I guess like, and Matt's kind of spinning as if I'm Lonzo Ball. I don't know. I mean, which would you rather have? Would I would you, rather have LeBron over Alonzo Ball. Well, let me ask you this. Would you rather have a dad who's, like, like apparently, like you said, your dad, yeah. basically nothing to root for, doesn't really – or would you rather have his dad who's so vocal and just outlandish, he thinks you're the greatest guy in the world? I would rather – I think that there could be worse things to have as a, as a son. There could be, but I, you asked my opinion, and I liked my dad's approach because it was low-key. It didn't embarrass me. I knew he was there to support me. When I went home, we talked about the game. He had my back. That's what I prefer. I'll give you another analogy. I know you like, and, and this, there's nothing wrong with it. You like the excitement. You like when it's stirred up out there, the bar stool approach. I like guys like Barry Sanders that scores a touchdown, hands the ball to the referee, and says, I'm going to be <laughs> oh, there here we again. Go. Well, I do. I like the guys, in my viewpoint, in my opinion, that have class. I don't like these clowns. Like I'll tell you one NFL player. All right. One NFL <laughs> one NFL player that I just could not stand, Michael Irvin of the Cowboys, and I still can't stand him as an announcer. I mean, he just drives me crazy. <laughs> it's showboating. And these guys it's showboating. These guys make a living. There's no question about it. They stir it up. We so talk about would, it. So you you would rather the NFL just be guys handing the ball off, no 
no personality whatsoever. Well, no a Aldo fi- Beckham. It's a fine no, line. It's a no fine Baker line. No Baker Mayfield. Who, do you like Baker Mayfield? I do like Baker, Baker Mayfield. What's yep. he do? Well, sometimes he goes over the line, but overall, I just I do like his enthusiasm. I like his passion. I do like guys that have passion. I'm just telling you, I loved Barry Sanders because he was the greatest running back of all time, and he just handed the ball to referee. No, no, no showboat. But almost like almost that's almost like for show. You think like I hand it off to the referee every time? You know, yeah. no showboat for me. All right. Well, that's that's my viewpoint on it. Now, Matt, are you in the was middle? Was there even showboating back then? Like, what they even do? Well, yeah, there was showboating. Like, yeah, this, Billy this, White I shoes mean, Johnson Irvin was one of them. I mean, definitely like spiking the ball and stuff like that. I think I'm, I I would say I'm like with a lot of things. I guess I'm kind of down the middle. <laughs> I say you know obviously Barry Sanders. He's my favorite player ever. So I I would never say anything bad about him. But you know the whole handy just hand the ball to the rep thing. I like a little more fun than that. A little more flavor. Like I, I like I always when I was a kid. I always liked when guys would dunk on the goalpost. I always thought that was so cool. But it does bug me when guys like Cam Newton will be down 20 points and he runs for a first down and he does like a dance and point, you know, gives his like first down motion. I'm like, well, I mean, you're down 20 points, so just get back and run a play. Or like when cornerbacks don't do anything basically and it's an incomplete pass and they jump up and go crazy like they just you know, like save the Super Bowl or something like that. And it's so. Like, like, I think, like, Ted, there's a fine line. I definitely like, like, the dances that guys have started doing. You know, I think that stuff is cool. You know, it's entertainment. Um, yeah, I'm not going to say I'm so old that I don't get a laugh out of some of it, but I do think yeah. some of it's just over the line. I mean, do you like Golden Tate? Did you like it? Wasn't he, like, your favorite line? Didn't you just say that a few months ago? You mean with it just pointing first down? Pointing first, sword fighting with the football as yeah, he gets the first down? You know, some of that's okay. I mean, again, if it's scripted, though, I don't really care for it. Like, nowadays, what, they have they have choreographed dances and routines they come up with now that they involve the whole team. What was the you showboating like back then? Like, what'd they even do? Anything? Well, like, do you ever hear of a guy called Billy White Shoes Johnson? No. <laughs> For the Houston Oilers? He was one of the first that really showboated. He would, uh, he would like, after a touchdown, he'd do some kind of dance and then spike the ball in different ways. I'm trying to think when the very first, you know, kind of hot dog type of player in the NFL came around. Like, was it Deion Sanders? Deion Sanders? Deion Sanders, yeah, with his high stepping. Yeah. You know, Walter Payton also did the high step on, on touchdown runs. But it was a little bit more subtle. And well, I it's, think a little hard it's, to, it's a little hard to celebrate when you got a bar in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, be, how cool can you be when you got a bar in the middle or you got yeah. a leather helmet? Right. I don't know. I guess it, well, it, it just depends what they do and how what my mood is that day, probably. I will say this, though. I think Jared is very much underselling saying that your dad didn't have anything to cheer about with your athletic career. <laughs> I mean, you're the best defensive back in Corona football history, right? Well, the record books know. show it. I don't know about that. Maybe the the <laughs> most interceptions. That's that's a different. Well, statement. Matt, I mean, can you imagine going 0 and 20 in a basketball season, regardless of your grade? Oh, way to throw that in there. Well, you think I can carry the whole team on my back <laughs> as mean, a sophomore? What do you one want? game, get one one victory. <laughs> Well, it, I, it, who are you playing? Freaking, well, you're probably I, playing like St. Paul and stuff. It's pretty bad. You're right. That's <laughs> nothing to be proud of, but it, I'm glad it was my 10th grade year. <laughs> it got better after that. Also, back on basketball, we're having fun. Uh, the All-Decade team was just announced, and Matt's favorite player, third team, All-Decade. Thoughts Matt, on yeah, that? You give your thoughts first. Who, me? You. Yeah, you. You, you want my thoughts? Jump right uh, out. I mean, obviously, at, at first, I'm like, well, that's crazy. But, you know, so they're talking about the All-Decade, so like 2010 to now. Right. Um, so, you know, you got to remember, Kobe only played for a few years in 
this decade, you know, he hasn't been around for a while. And then the last couple of years of his career were obviously like, you know, serious injuries. And, you know, he was obviously past his prime or whatever. But those first couple of years in the league, he won a championship and he was still playing at a really high level. So I think third team is definitely a little disrespectful because, I mean, he's still those first couple of years of this decade, he was still one of the best players in the league. And, you know, the biggest thing to me, so he's on the third team, a couple guys that I just think is ridiculous that he was below, Carmelo Anthony made the second team, and that's just, like, blasphemous. I mean, Carmelo, you know, he's a great player, but, yeah, I mean, essentially he hasn't done anything. I mean, we know what's going on right now with his career, so there's no way that Melo should be above Kobe. And the other one that I know Jared is just going to, like, probably laugh at, James Harden is on the first team. And I think that is just ridiculous because the rest of the first team is Curry, Durant, LeBron, and Kawhi. What's one thing that they all have that Harden doesn't? NBA championship. And Harden, all he's basically done is just score a lot of points and never plays any defense. So how, him being on the first team is just ridiculous. I don't know if I would put Kobe ahead of him, but well, I, he shouldn't be on the first team. Well, who do, who, do you move up, who, who do you move up from the second team to the first team if you don't have Harden? So, yeah, the second team is Chris Paul, Anthony Davis, Westbrook, Mello, who should probably shouldn't even be on this at all. Blake Griffin. You know, Blake Griffin, he was great with the Clippers. So I would maybe move Westbrook up, but then that's kind of the same argument. Same argument, Westbrook doesn't yeah. have uh, a championship either. So but maybe, I, you know, looking at it that way, because I would honestly, I, you could make an argument for Kobe being on the first team. It's just that he only played for a few years in this decade, so... Uh, third so, team, though, that that's just disrespectful. People just like to hate on. There's Kobe, no way. There's no way to argue that James Harden hasn't had a better 2010s than Kobe Bryant. That's like, are you honestly arguing that Kobe Bryant is like best season? He's like he didn't even have an Achilles. It's like, he's, what are you talking about? How many how many healthy seasons did he have? A couple there, two. Matt. Two, and they won the championship both years or one. He won. They won the championship, and he had two. I think two good, two healthy years uh, in this decade. So that's what I mean. That that's where it does. I mean, do, I guess, do fall, even fall apart is it? How bit. can you? Is it more disrespectful to I have him third three, team or not on the seasons. list? He, he retired in 2015, 2016, but those last three years, he was you know obviously hurt. Right. Um, and and by the way, for the for the regurgitators, how'd you like Matt's uh, <laughs> blasphemous uh, word that he dropped? That's that's a Stephen A. Smith original. I did like that. That was kind of classic. That was a good blasphemous. one. Blasphemous. Harden should not be on that first team, man. Just get him all the way off of there. The like, I feel like that's more of your heart saying that than your. I mean, I'll argue these stats: twenty-four points a game, five rebounds a game, and six assists a game during that span. I mean, how can you? That's, that's better. Than, that's that? better than Steph Curry's stats: twenty-three points a game, four rebounds, and six assists. Same thing. It's better stats. I'm looking at it right hey, now. How many championships does Curry have? How many does Harden have? Um. Well, Curry was also teamed up with Kevin Durant. And Curry. So, so was Harden. Harden was on with Durant and Westbrook for a year. For a year, they made it to the finals that one year. And Harden Matt, all this says choked in those is NBA all finals. what you've said about Kobe Bryant and James Harden. Apparently, I'm not alone. And I think you really thought I was alone in this argument. And you're learning that it's not quite the way it is. That's not quite the way it is. Not it, the way I said that wrong. It did bring up a good debate, though. I mean, when I first saw it posted, and it brought up a little bit of a Twitter uproar. Both ways, Twitter uproar. That's right. Well, who would you rather have? Well, who's gonna, would you rather have three, like two years of Kobe Bryant as peak or James Harden for ten? How, did Harden did did he start in two thousand ten or when, when was he? He was a six man of the year. Okay, that Jared Jared has a pretty good argument there. 
It really does. Two years of Kobe Bryant, who's arguably maybe not even better than James Harden. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the whole overall scope of career, different story. <laughs> For that decade, you know, it, uh, it's a hard argument. He might be. How about this, Matt? He might. He should, probably shouldn't even be on this list. Two years of Kobe Bryant. A year where he tore his Achilles, and people think he was good because he put up 60 points on 50 shots in his last, his last game. game. Right? He wasn't. I mean, that was pretty. That was a legendary. It was cool. Way to close the I love that. Out. That was a great way to end it. The first three years of the decade, so 2010 to 2013, he he was still playing at a high level, averaging 25 to 28 points a game, won a championship, and then yeah, he blew his Achilles out in the last three years of his career. Obviously, he wasn't the same, but even on uh, recovered Achilles, I guess. He was still playing at a decent level for a guy coming off an Achilles injury at 36, 37 years old. So, what what were his numbers? What did he, did he know, play six years or seven years in the decade? Six years in the decade. And how what what did he average? Like 22, 23 points a game. So av- yeah, averaging all of those years with the the couple years that were a little down, he still averaged twenty five points a game, five rebounds, five assists. So here's here's your argument. I'm gonna give you. Oh, I'm, gonna, terrible. I'm gonna help no, you. No, that's not terrible. He had he had four straight All NBAs in this at the start of the 2010s, which I mean I'm not sure if he deserved those because there's probably a lot of guys like Matt that are voting on that who are just <laughs> Kobe slappies. So I don't know if that should count. But I'm like you said, it's I actually like that he's on this list on the third team rather than just like simply leaving him off for you know if he, he only played a few years or whatever. Put him on this list with Carmelo Anthony above him with on the same team as. Playoff Paul George, who's basically made it to the Eastern Conference Finals a couple times, and Lamarcus Aldridge. That's that's laugh out loud funny. Thanks, Matt. I mean, this is this is hilarious. That's how I was laughing out loud. Looking the, at this. the other one that that is almost a little disrespectful too on that third team is Dwayne Wade. Yeah, I thought Dwayne, so. Dwayne yeah, Wade being that on is that a third joke. Team is you know he maybe should be up on that second team too because he was you know playing with the Heat and LeBron and stuff in those the early two thousands and. Still playing at a high level even the last couple of years. Well, you so. could make an argument for oh, him. The fact, the fact that he's below Russell Westbrook, basically everybody on the second team, the yeah. fact that he's below them is a joke. That is. Yeah. I mean, you could easily slide him on that first team, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, maybe maybe that's the one. I, I wouldn't be – I'd be fine with Wade going up to the first team, slide that, that bum Harden <laughs> down to the third team and put Kobe up on the second team. Putting yeah, Kobe on that. the – do you honestly think Kobe belongs on the second team with four I seasons? Do, yeah, definitely above Melo. Melo should not be on the second team. Great, great player. One of the best. I don't even. I mean, arguable that he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Probably just mostly because of it, the, like the Olympics and everything. But I mean, Kobe being below Melo is very disrespectful. I don't know. He had uh, one more All Star team during that span. Who did? Uh, Carmelo Anthony, and he only had he's one playing, less All NBA in the East. But would you say you you could no way, shape, or form say Carmelo Anthony's better than Kobe Bryant? I mean. Stats don't lie. Let's take a look well, at the stats. No, decade, stats do decade, decade lie. Stats. stats okay, do Kobe lie. Bryant, 24 points a game, five rebounds, four assists. Okay. Um, let's see, Carmelo Anthony, 23.9 points a game, almost seven rebounds a game, and comparable stats. How many wins? I mean, just throw out the championship part of it. How many wins? You know? um, how many Hall of Famers did Kobe Bryant play with? Well, he played with Paul some. Gasol. He did. Uh, who, did Co- who did Carmelo Anthony play with? Jeremy Lin. <laughs> Jeremy Lin, who's he not ran, even in the league anymore. Jeremy Lin off the Knicks. But. Jeremy Lin is crying in a in a press conference because he's not in the league anymore. Yeah, that's who he was. Well, that's who he had. Carmelo's following him right slack. now, trying to get trying to get back in the league. I think there should be room for Carmelo Anthony. If you're the Detroit Pistons, do you sign Carmelo Anthony? I do. I'd consider it. Bring but him on. It's too bad. It's like 15 years too late when they should have drafted him. Right. You know, yeah. instead yeah, I mean, of the Darko. Thing I think is you know like Vince Carter. You know, you guys probably saw Vince Carter sign a one year deal for his final season. Yep. 
He's still a solid player, though. And the thing is, is Vince Carter will play a role. Right. You know, he's not trying to go out there and get buckets. He's trying to play his role. Melo, if he could swallow his pride, come off the bench, and be that guy that, you know, when your second string comes in and your second stringers just have to, like, keep the lead yep. or keep it close, just come off the bench, play 12 to 15 minutes a night, and just go out there and shoot. I don't. It's kind of surprising that Melo hasn't found that job, but maybe he doesn't want that. You, you know, know where? So. You know what team he should go join? You know what it is? The Lakers. They should find room for him on the Lakers. Yeah, they. The thing is, he's about that. He's. I don't know how he's so prideful where he can't just accept that role, accept that role, and accept whatever pay it comes with mean. it. I mean, but also, he's, like, he's also the same guy. He's like, he seems like he's been out of shape like his whole career. He's he hasn't like, been in shape in a like, while. I don't know if it's just like he has a fat face or something, <laughs> but he's just been like, I don't know. He just seems like he's been fat like his whole career. So, I don't know. Yeah, he's always been kind of like a fluffy guy. He never looked ripped like a Le- LeBron or anything. But I, I, was, I meant to bring this up one time, so maybe this is a perfect time because all we've been seeing of Melo for the last year and a half or whatever are these, you know, on Twitter and you know, Facebook or whatever. The videos of him in an open gym just banging down threes and saying, and the caption's always like, Melo's getting hyped for the season. Melo's NBA ready. He's ready to, you know, knock down threes in the NBA or whatever. I don't know about you guys. I think those videos are the most ridiculous things ever because I go and shoot around at the gym and sometimes make eight or nine in a row. And that's just with me having to retrieve my own ball. If you got a guy rebounding for you, passing it to you so you can keep your rhythm. Absolutely. And you're also, you know, an NBA player, you should definitely be able to knock down some open threes in a empty gym. That was a roundabout way to brag about how you made eight or nine threes in a row, man. <laughs> I, I, I meant to slide that in. I'm glad you noticed that. <laughs> I don't know. Those videos are kind of always impressive to me. Anytime you watch somebody make eight or like ten threes in a row, just just swish, swish, swish. How can you not like? And it keeps them in your head. I get why they do it. One, because if you can shoot the ball, like I would be, if, as somebody who cannot shoot the ball at all and can't make a three, if I could make threes like it was nothing, I'm posting videos about it left and right. I'm I'm showing them to any open gym and I'm shooting whenever I get a chance. Secondly, it's like. For a lot of people like me who are dumb and like Ted who all he sees is like Twitter, he doesn't really like actually like watch the NBA. He sees a video like that, and he's like, he probably goes, hmm. Like Carmel Anthony's actually pretty damn good. <laughs> you know, it's probably true. It's probably true. It's true in all of our brains. Yeah, it's just the way it is. Well, there's like the you know the the legendary video of Nick Stauskas in his like parents' backyard making like what do yep. you do? He made like a hundred threes in a row. Yes. or yeah. whatever. So it's like clearly that hasn't translated into a great NBA career. So it's just. It's just funny. I hear you. Well, all I got to say is at Sparty Basketball. Do, do you wait? Do you hear him with your set shot over there? Listen, buddy, we ought to have a contest. I think you and I ought to have a shooting contest. If I <laughs> get warmed the last up, time you shot, shot I might a, shoot a shot set a, shot. <laughs> when was the last time you like shot in. a couple buckets? Uh, it's been a it's been a month or. I know so. you have the hoop. Oh, do you have, like? Because I'll go out once so in a have, while. Do you actually? Do yeah, that? yeah. The shoot a couple once in a while, and like I said, I mean. You know, if it comes to playing a game of horse, and if I'm warmed up a little bit, I still got it. I still can shoot. I got the set shot down, baby. You, the you set can take shot. it to the bank. I mean, in a game of horse, I guess it's probably the best way to go about it. Yeah, absolutely. Line it up and Line let it, it rip. Let it rip. Free throw shooting contest, too. We'll, we'll get after it. Sounds like the next uh, Fatel Family Reunion. Maybe we'll, do it. Contest. Yeah. Wait a year. Maybe we'll do it at Onaway next week. Oh, that's right. I'm not going. That's right. <laughs> Are you going, Jerry? You're the Are ringleader. You going up there? I called there? it. You were the ringleader of getting it canceled. No, you're so wrong again. But are you going? <laughs> no, no one's going. Why, why not? you canceled it. I canceled it, huh? I canceled no, myself. No, like I said, it's Uncle, Uncle George canceled it. All right. Thank you for mi- clarifying. And by that. the way, I hope he sends some clarification for how 
his kids, like I said, we already talked about it again, but I'm going to bring it up again because it kind of bothers me. One, even if his kids somehow have pra- – they can't miss a couple practices in fifth grade football. or what, I think they're in fifth grade. Jared's calling him out. Secondly. You know, Ryan listens, if, too. He'll tell yeah, him. He'll if tell it's a game, yeah. he probably agrees. I know. If it is, and if it's a game, Different miss story. one game. I know. I remember when we – one year, we had a, had a basketball tournament during Ottawa. <laughs> and it was the worst year because for some reason we, like, bent over backwards to make sure that I went to a couple of games. We came down Friday night, left Saturday night. Oh, wow. Damn, how stupid was that? And I just remember thinking, like, I really don't care about these basketball games. You I mean, I wasn't going to tell that to. I was going to say you didn't speak up, did no, you? No, <laughs> but I was like, I really don't care about these games. Like, <laughs> I want to stay at Onaway. And I bet you if you ask Teddy and Tommy, yeah. my cousins, I mean, they might say the same thing. They would rather go to Onaway than go to football practice. All right, games. fair question. So George is on the line here. Ah, we'll have to ponder that one. Well, we're going to have a little tedertainment tonight and also finish up with some other uh, random stuff. But before we get to tedertainment tonight, I like how I mixed that in there twice, everybody loves a bargain hunting, and auctions are a great spot to go. Go online at SheridanAuctionService.com for all their info on upcoming auctions. Get a hold of Troy Crow at 989-720-SELL for all the details on their auctions. And we all need a pub to chill out at and relax. Ours is Rivals. Every Thursday is Bike Night at Rivals. You know, last Thursday actually was uh, first of the month, which also had great specials, dollar beers, $5 burgers and fries. I was out there. I was supporting Rivals. I loved it. Saw the ownership. He said how much he appreciates being a part of the podcast. Just awesome food and drink. That's Rivals Tap House and Grill in Corona. All right, guys, we'll get into this uh, entertainment part, kind of just some short stuff I wanted to get into. I know neither one of you guys saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. If you're going to go see it, you definitely want to go see it before you find out spoilers unless you already have. So what I've heard from this podcast or from about this movie is that you should be pretty well aware, like the Charles Manson story. It would help. Watch it. It, it would, would definitely help. help. Is that you that said that actually? Or? I said that last pod. Yeah. How about that? It's like creeping into my conscience like some someone you, actually smart. You actually that. listened. Yeah, actually, listen. So I, I'm pretty familiar with the story, but okay, like, was that really that big of a news story? Like when it happened, or was it more of like, wasn't there a book like Helter Skelter or something that came Helter out? Helter Skelter, made it the book really did push it to the forefront. But really, the, the the Charles Manson case was probably the very first mega trial that that you followed every night on the news. I mean, it was so eerie and and so evil, and you know, even though Charles Manson didn't actually kill anybody, you know, a lot of people forget about that. He brainwashed his uh, minions to go do the crimes. Do you think that you, as a how old? When was this? Like nineteen seventy? It was sixty nine. So I was thirteen years. Do you old. think you? Let's say so. Let's say you're eighteen. Right. Do you think you as an eighteen year old, you're in was it California, right? California. Yeah. Do you think that you maybe get like swindled into joining us? <laughs> I'm not convinced that you don't. Well, I'll tell you what. When I was probably eighteen years old, it was that fine line because I was, like I said before on this podcast, I was really stupid at that age. And I could see how they got sucked into it. You know, it was the hippies, all this free loving, you know, with all the chicks. Mm-hmm. Most of the chicks weren't bad looking either. I mean, you know, they were on a commune. I could see how it could happen. And this Charles Manson dude, he was evil. And he also, uh, you know, he could talk a talk. Yeah. So, yeah. Charismatic. Absolutely. Was, was all this, I'm trying to remember the years, was this before Ted Bundy? Uh, yeah, slightly before. I think Bundy was like in the early 70s, 71, You talk about how like we, like my generation, like wasted our time playing video games. You guys are sitting there like watching murder trials. O.J. Simpson, uh, Ted oh. Bundy, Charles Manson. It seems like you guys wasted your time. It poisoned well, your mind a little bit. Well, I guess you, you can you can call it that. You know, that was kind of our thing. I mean, the O.J. Simpson trial, you could not, you could stop watching that. You 
you weren't even born yet, no. were you? I was like, what was it, 94? 94, yeah. yeah. Five years before yeah. I was oh, even born. Oh, it was spellbinding. I mean, when they had the O.J. Simpson car chase, I mean, it was must-see TV. And from that point on, when he went to trial, I mean, it, it was the lead story for two years, basically. The whole trial was televised. It was it was a circus, and it was See, de- it was definitely the story when of the I, century. And when I asked you last week about who's your LeBron James, yeah. like, wouldn't it have been O.J. Simpson, kind of? Uh, or, like... Joe Namath or something like you said, Al Kaline. Well, Al I don't K- think anyone outside of Detroit knows who Al Kaline is. I know, is. but I mean that was kind of my he was my he was my hero growing up because I love baseball so much. If I was going to try to, I, I thought more about that when you brought it up. Who was the LeBron James of our era? Uh, you know, uh, Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle was up there in baseball again. But if you look at, <laughs> I think that was a joke for Matt. I don't think that was serious. <laughs> no, I think Mickey Mantle was Mickey no. Mantle was one of those guys. Mantle and Mays, and you know, how old were you? How old are you? <laughs> Good God! I mean, you, you Ma- think back then baseball was huge. Baseball so, was I mean, king. The baseball wasn't as big as it is now. Right. It was like 1940s. No, well, man, I didn't see Mantle in his prime. Let's put it that way. Mantle won the. I think he won the Triple Crown in '56. That was the year I was born. Right. <laughs> but but I I mean he, he played for those powerhouse Yankee teams and you know in those days he was one of the few guys that you know was in the forefront when it came to television ads and just the name Mickey Mantle. You know it's. And he was a good-looking guy, you know. He liked to go out and party, and there was a lot of stories about him. But you like know, alcoholic you, wasn't he like alcoholic? Yeah, he was, like unfortunately. But you brought up Joe Namath. Joe Namath really was probably the guy. Yeah, yeah, you know, Broadway Joe. I mean, he, you know, he signed a contract coming out of college for four hundred thousand dollars. That was unheard of in those days. He was a college, you know, he's from Pennsylvania and went and played for Bear Bryant. I would say Joe Namath if you had to ask me. I, I always think one one thing that probably is different than, or what made it different why people were so captivated with those trials and everything like you were people i feel like back then you weren't seeing this stuff every day on 24-hour news twitter facebook and everything so it was almost like you know like when when movies come out now and people are that's all people talk about or like when game of thrones is out that's all people talk about game of thrones or whatever i mean maybe it was almost kind of like that because now we see I mean, sadly, we see this stuff every day on social media and on the news. So, like, if a trial happens, it really isn't, like, that big of a deal anymore. Right. Well, you know, you're desensitized nowadays. Back then, then, I think the word would be sensationalism. You know, I mean, it was like, are you kidding me? That's the story? I mean, let's look at it today, day and age. And I'm not going to get into this whole discussion about these terrible, terrible, tragic uh, shootings we just had, but... You just think about it. I mean, there, it happens so often now, and there's an uproar for a while, and then it disappears for a while, and, you know, we move on, and then it, it'll happen again in another month or something, and then we'll talk about it again. I wish I was smart enough to know what the answer is, but the only thing I can I can give a definitive answer on is if you don't like, and, Jared, this is for you because I really, a little elderly advice for you. I'm sure your parents probably have talked to you about it before. We've talked about it here. You need to exercise your right to vote. And that's everybody your age group, everybody that is eligible to vote, if, if there's some issues out there that you want to get into, whether it be gun control or opposite of that, you need to get with your... Whatever. Yeah. you got to vote. you got to vote. Like you didn't vote yes on that. Of course I did. I <laughs> voted yes for that. Okay. <laughs> you continue your thought. I was just saying. You continue your thought. <laughs> but I was but, just throwing but that but in No, there. my only thought was, you know... The only way this country is going to change is if the people make it change. I mean, you, you, you know, we can't have these politicians that just rubber stamp everything. Again, I'm getting on my soapbox, but we have to make the change happen, whatever it is. And it, it starts at the voting poll. you got to exercise your right to vote, and that's the end of my sermon. How about that? No, you do. I mean, it's almost one of those things like if, 
you know, people, everyone has stuff to complain about, whatever it is, but sometimes it's like, if you have stuff to complain about, but you're not doing anything to change it, then, you know, do you have the right to complain about it, you know? You don't. Do you, but, like, one of the big problems, like, thrown around nowadays is, like, woman's... Go ahead. It's, <laughs> like, woman's suffrage. Like, what do you think? Like, <laughs> women's suffrage? I shouldn't... Is that the terminology we're using nowadays? You don't agree with that, do you? What, what are you talking... You mean woman's... I, I, women's suffrage? I mean, that sounds like a term from the 1920s. What are you talking about? Specifically, you mean like, you mean like fair pay, or like what? What are you talking about? Ah, uh, that's woman's right to vote. You, what you you think I'm going to say? They don't have a right to vote. <laughs> you you didn't know what it, you definitely thought that it meant. Um, that's a classic trick that we I remember learning like in middle school. You'd say you would see someone that's like acting like they know everything. You'd go up to them and say like, oh, like what do you think about women's suffrage? And it sounds like something that would you would be against. You'd be opposed to it. But women's suffrage is actually like they're. Ability to vote. So. Okay. Well, that was that was. So I kind of got you, but you sort of did because I, I, I wasn't figuring out the relevancy in today's day and age. I mean, Matt brought up the point about equal pay. I'm 100 percent on that. Equal pay for equal job. Yeah. Flat out, that's how it should be. It's not, but that's how it should be. It's interesting, you know, that that, that was in the topic lately about the like, women's soccer team, and they, they, from what I understand, I don't have the facts in front of me, but you know, they're all all the uproar about them not making the same amount of money. And then I saw something, and I didn't check my facts, but supposedly they made more money than the men's team. There, that's the only team. Like when, whenever you hear that, like, yeah. and might be alienating some of our. I don't know how many women listen to this, but when they say like they should be paid the same amount as men, like. The WNBA should not be. No right. one watches it. No one cares. You have to. You have to have. It, that's that's right. It's not equal pay for equal play, right? Yeah. And the, the WNBA is not making anywhere. The market near the sets amount itself. Like if people are watching it, then you're going to get paid more. It's not like there's like Ronda Rousey. She right. got like you know all these pay per view vibes for UFC when she was she was the top of her sport. Like she got paid for it. Right. Other people don't because it's not that way. I tend to, I tend to agree with you on that one. You you said yeah, the market. For yeah, yourself. I mean. It, they're obviously the best team in the world, so it should probably be more equal because the U.S. men's team is not even close to the best team in the world. But, right, when you break down some of the numbers, sponsorships and you know TV ratings and some of the other stuff like that, it, it's still a little unbalanced, you know, so it's a, it's a discussion to have anyway. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're going on here, so just, I'll just throw a couple things out. If you guys, uh, you both enjoy movies, obviously I do, CNN has a six-parter called The Movies, and they break it down by decades. It's awesome. So Check it out. What I would do with that documentary. So what, 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 decades, are, what decades is it? Uh, the next one's going to be the 60s, but they had the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s. And okay, I've seen, so basically I've seen stop watching after the 80s. <laughs> I mean, am I right? After the 80s? No. As much as I want to watch the 1940s, I have to watch like, The Artist. If we remember that movie from like 2010, like it was supposed to be like 1940s, like black and white. Oh. And nah. King Kong, where he's it's a guy in a costume, like on like a little cardboard cutout of of like the. Oh, you're talking about the movies from the 40s. Yes. You're saying, oh yeah, I, I'd agree. I'd say the 60s was when cinema really started making a move. You know, there were some classic movies even in the late 30s. I mean, Gone with the Wind, Wizard of Oz. You know, but but overall, movie making wasn't even anywhere close to when we got to the 60s, 70s, and 80s. But I'd say I'd say check out the 60s. That's when they really started uh, moving forward. It's still outdated on a lot of them, but it's a well-done series on CNN, so check it out on On Demand. Uh, Stranger Things, I have a little bit of a differing viewpoint. I've seen that whole thing now. You were pretty high on it, right? Yeah. Do you think it was the best season? It's th- It was the third season. I wouldn't say it's the best season. I think the first season is still the best season, but season- it, was, it was very entertaining. 
I'd say it was okay. That's how I, I wouldn't give it too high high praise. It was it was okay. You know, it, was, it about what you would expect. It wasn't as good as the other two seasons. I didn't think. Uh, but you did enjoy it. Yeah, I what stuck didn't you with like? it. Well, I, I mean, you can't just it. make a comment like that and just say, "Oh, I didn't like it." Oh, let me see. What didn't I like? I, I just thought. See, this is this is my thing. While, while you're thinking, go about ahead. That, yeah, go ahead. I definitely don't watch as many like mini series or shows on you know whatever it is HBO Go or Netflix or whatever that that you guys do. Right. And you know you got Jared calls me a contrarian for not watching Game of Thrones and, and stuff like that. And you know, not that you guys aren't selling it, but. That's my biggest thing is, like, I'm not about to commit 20, 30, 40, 50 hours of my life if the show's just going to be, eh, it's all right. Yeah. Well, Ted gets paid for it. I watched one or two, and honestly, that's how it was with Breaking Bad. I watched, I think I started watching it when it was done. It might have been, like, in the last season or something, but, you know, everyone was talking about Breaking Bad. So I was like, all right, apparently this is an all right show. So I watched the first, I think I only made it through two episodes, it didn't grab me, so I was like, I am not spending the next five weekends or whatever catching up on this show. I'm done. Man. Yeah, that's not the thing. Like with, with Ted, though, it's not the weekends. It's like every Friday, it's basically he's just getting paid <laughs> to sit there and watch hey, watch TV. It's kind of awesome. That's the, a dream job. The one thing I will admit, I do watch a lot of TV, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. I always have, always will. I mean, I grew up a child of TV, and I'm not ashamed of it. Uh, that's, your, that's how you get your entertainment. That's right. That's right. Also, guys, you know, Kind of a shame that uh, the 50-year Woodstock celebration is no longer. You know, they couldn't pull it off. It's a little bit surprising, but again, it's not. I mean, it's pretty hard to duplicate the original. You know, 1969, three days, legendary concert of all time, some of the greatest rock acts ever. And they tried to put it together again. They ran into all kinds of roadblocks. Uh, Big artists pulled out, and it's not going to happen. But, uh, you know, if you ever want to watch an entertaining movie and see how things were in the music world in 1969, watch the movie documentary Woodstock. Highly recommend it, and especially now that we're celebrating 50 years from that great festival. It now, was, wasn't was there, awesome. like, a lot of pe- problems with that festival? Like, people couldn't get in, like, there was traffic jams. Oh, yeah. And there was, yeah. like, no bathrooms. And Yeah, it was all part of the charm. But you got to remember, it, 1969, like, it was all the hippies. I mean, they were. Yeah. it was all, you know, everybody was peaceful. Nobody was having riots. There was, again, <laughs> hate to throw it out there, but no violence. You know, this was three days of, you know, I can't remember how many thousands of people. There might have been 400, 500,000 people gathered in this little valley in Woodstock, New York, for three days of concerts. Lie. Whenever I think about it, that, sounds like the worst time. Now, how much different would you see that as as faster horses rolling around in mud and being? I mean, it sounds kind of awesome, like being high on like Molly or whatever the heck they were doing at that time. I don't even know what you. There was none of that. that. Whatever it was, a lot, a lot of acid. I feel like was being. There dropped. was a lot of acid. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not. That was before. Kind of awesome. Now I think about it, but I, rolling around like if there's no acid there, that's the worst time of your life. <laughs> I, I think that's like. I, mean, I think it's. I think it's one of, like if you. You go to Faster Horses knowing you're going to stink, you're going to eat garbage, you're going to be drunk for four days. I think most of those people probably went to that festival knowing what they were getting into. Maybe not totally, because, right, they didn't know everything that was going to happen with that music festival. But, you know, they went to it knowing they were going to be, you know, living the dream or whatever for three days. I feel like that's definitely one of those, like, that. it would have been cool if they tried to have the 50th anniversary or whatever, but... That's just one of those, you're never going to replicate it. Like, you know, like sometimes there's like legendary movies that they try to remake and then, you know, it's just, it's trash or it's terrible. Or they try to make a sequel, 
you know, like the Dumb and Dumbers, the second Dumb and Dumber movie, or Anchorman 2. So there's some things that's like, just just leave it alone. Yeah, you know, and then and they... It was legendary, just let it be. They had a 30th anniversary yeah, celebration 99, in 99. Right? It was a disaster. There was all kinds of violence and attacking women, and it was just a bad, bad situation. We had actually a couple guys from the radio station went to it. And, oh, really? Yeah, Bartman and uh, DJ Tail, and it was... <laughs> It was. It was. That's very classy. They went to that. It was insane. I guess we'll have to get Bart's first-hand report sometime. I had some other stuff here, but I think we're we're running out of time, so I'll save it for next time. Before we uh, finish, give us up, one more. Give us one, one more. One more. All right. All right. Uh, did you guys see this? This kind of falls into your generation, Jared, and and media. Um, Fortnite championship. Kid oh, won three million. Good thing that we stayed for. That's awesome. What are your? I know. I, you need to put your thoughts on the table before anyone else does. I honestly, I, I can't. I don't really have thoughts. I know what Fortnite is. It's a video game. I'm not. Is it? Is it where they kill a bunch of people? Is that how it works? So have you seen the Hunger Games? Oh yeah, yeah. It's basically that in a video game, okay. which is a pretty awesome idea. Am I wrong? And, like, and then what do you do? You move up different levels. I mean, how do you win a championship against other people? They have a tournament format. And... I, I'm not familiar like how they decided who won that. Okay. I, I, I'm sure it was like a tournament format or something. It's kind of like a 16 lines, or 17 year old kid that won it, wasn't it? Which is awesome. Imagine we, winning three million dollars when you're 16. I king, know. You're the king of the place. That's you're amazing. the king of the school. Yeah, and he's going to probably be able to springboard that into making a living, right? Freaking some bully like gives him a nuggie and steals like. A, a, 10 grand out of his lunchbox or something <laughs> what's crazy is so he won three mil i think i saw the second place person won like 1.5 million and then like i think it was like the top 20 it was it was a lot it might have been top 10 top 20 they all won like 50 grand or a little more so it's like i mean even if you didn't win the three mil that's awesome like still to win 50 grand or a little more to play a video game in a tournament that's that's not a bad deal that's pretty solid right there so i just wanted to throw that on the table i got one other one i know uh i like i got i break down my list by different things and i've got some movies i'm really looking forward to uh netflix has the irishman coming up scorsese de niro pesci i mean that's going to be incredible i think that comes out here at the end of the See, month they're gonna be the biggest like the worst movie ever or the best movie? I, I, there's no in between with that. Yeah, you're right about that. I hope it. I hope it's a typical Scorsese movie, man, because uh, it, it, it's a great story, you know, with Jimmy Hoffa and the whole deal there. But what's I'll, like that? Yeah, like and for like the story with that is what? What? No one knows where, like where he went. He's like disappeared. They off the, still don't know. There's some. <laughs> there's some theories out there. Someone said like he's buried under the giant stadium. Yeah, or something underneath like that, right? the goalpost at the Meadowlands. But uh, the whole Hoffa saga. It's quite a mystery, and obviously the mob was involved in that. So when you got De Niro and Pesci, it's going to be good. Also, uh, uh, Al Pacino plays Jimmy Hoffa, so you got Pacino in there too. So it, I'm looking forward to it. And I hope Jared, I hope it's on the top of the scale instead of a disaster. So I'm looking forward to that one. But here's one I think you might want to be interested in. You're a Shield. Is it LaBeouf? Is that how you say his name? Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. He's got a new movie out called The Peanut Butter Falcon. Have you heard anything about that or seen any clips about it? I have it? not. Him and Dakota Johnson and this other kid, and I'm not sure of the whole storyline. I think it's about a mentally challenged kid that uh, that LaBeouf puts under his belt, takes under his belt, you know, uh -huh. looks out for him. It looks like it's a it's a pretty cool feel good movie. So look for that one. I think that comes out next week. The Peanut Butter Falcon. You just like scour TV to see like you see some underground stuff. That's what that's entertainment tonight. The public demands it, don't they, Matt? They do. So <laughs> is that the Jimmy Hoffa movie? Is it supposed to you know it's like based on a true story? Is it supposed to like you know is it going to be some made up stuff in it? You know, kind of like Bohemian Rhapsody. No, or? well, yeah, they're probably like a little twist of the knife. The Bohemian Rhapsody comment. 
Say that again. That was a, twi- a little twist of the knife. But that's okay. It's funny you brought that up because I was eating dinner tonight and had it, I flipped oh, it over to HBO, started watching Bohemian Rhapsody again. It was great. But uh, no, this one's supposed to be based on a book. Uh, this Irishman guy is supposed to be the guy that killed Hoffa, and uh, there was a book written about it. Now again, it's alleged, but uh, this is supposed to be about as true a story as you could have without having all the evidence. So, gotcha. Looking forward to that one. And again, like I said, that's a Netflix thing. It's just a movie. So it won't be one of those things you have to buy into for a bunch of weeks. So I'll definitely check that out then. All right, sounds good. Well, we'll wrap this show up in a minute. just want to tell everybody that uh, if you're a business looking for the most bang for your buck in your credit card service, I'll give the folks at credit Car- at Card Service Michiana a call. They offer the best credit card setup and equipment for both new and existing merchants, guaranteed to save you money. No contract, no monthly minimums or early termination fees, call 574-238-1397 or contact us here at 3 Point Pod for details. As we mentioned early on in the podcast, we have uh, big news as this pod will be broadcast live on the radio starting August 29th following our first football game, and we'll be broadcast every Friday night after that. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a big week this week, guys. Not only did the Lions open up at home against the Patriots, they're practicing together right now, but Hard Knocks kicks off on HBO tonight. Really looking forward to it. We'll see if they can keep up the interest they had last year yeah. with the Browns. We currently don't have HBO at my house. Uh-oh. So... I don't know what's going to happen there. My dad loves the show, but he's he loves money a little bit more, I guess. So can't, you can't fire up a fire stick or anything for that? Jailbreak it? Ah, great idea. That's probably what I'll just, do tonight. Just a thought since it was brought up last week. <laughs> you're very you're very interested in that illegal activity, aren't I'm, you? I'm just interested in how that whole thing works. That's all I can tell you because my cable <laughs> bill is out of control. <laughs> also, one other thing, guys. We'll wrap it up, but we'll save this for next week. Did you see the... The list of the 50th greatest rappers of all time. No. We'll, we'll get into that We're, next week. All right. That's all right? a good tease. I like that Because, you know, you'll, you'll get what the old guys' thoughts are on that one. Next week we'll talk about oh, that. Oh, man. Can you give us one guy's name that you have no idea who it is? Who's on the oh, there's a lot of them. I give have me, no give ideas. Give me one off the list. Do you know Ghostface? Yes. Do you know uh, Pusha T? Oh, yeah. He's got a big old fight with Drake. Well, you probably know all these. I, I think I counted up out of 50. I knew 15 or 16. How about, how about Styles P? Not super familiar with him, but I do know the name. You know st- Stack Bundles? No. All right. So there's just a little tease for you. Stack Bundles. There were, there were definitely a few I didn't recognize. I definitely think it was like clickbait stuff because the, the list is pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. But maybe we'll talk about that next week. But I think got, – you got any final thoughts, boys? Anything we need to get off off your back or off your chest here for tonight? No, I'm just uh, – I just have to know that you've maybe drank like – a fourth of your truly? It's all gone. There's one final <laughs> sip left. Actually, it, it grew on me. How about yours? Still got a little bit left. To be honest, I'm kind of sick right now. <laughs> I'm not sure if like I'm allergic to alcohol or something, but Uh-oh. this weekend I woke up on Sunday morning. My throat was about an inch wide. So, oh, ooh, That's not good. Well, get some rest. I know you got a big work day tomorrow. Matt, what are you producing this week on ESPN? Uh, Little League World Series. All right. Is it the World Series or Regionals? We're in the Regionals right now. That's what I thought. Yeah, they're not in Williamsport yet. Nope, not yet, it's not to, yet. It's to qualify. Have you kept an eye on the Michigan team? I think a Michigan team from Bay City was participating, I think. Yeah, I haven't I, I haven't seen how, how they're doing, but that's always cool to have a local team. Yeah, well, we'll check it out, and definitely one of our favorites as we wind down summer and get ready for football. And, you know, speaking of football, our first high school game, again, coming up 
August 29th, that's the start of Labor Day weekend. We're going to have East Lansing at St. John's. We're going to cover Michigan and Michigan State like a blanket. We'll talk Lions. Another thing I want to talk about next week is uh, we'll check with Vegas. What's the Lions' uh, winning winning amount of games? What's what's What is it right now? Is it five, maybe six? I'm just curious what it is. I might throw some money on that if I can get somebody to place a bet in Vegas. I don't think I'll, I'll do an offshore thing, but I think they're going to be better than what it's probably listed at. Uh, it has the Detroit Lions at six one seven. Or no, you got seven, Matt. Yeah, yep, well, seven. Yep, seven. From, oh, this is from a month ago, so it might have changed. Yeah, but it's currently at seven. I, seven. I don't necessarily love that. See, over. that's a teaser because remember they were talking about three wins, four wins. Yeah. I probably would have jumped all over that seven. That's those damn bookies away. there know what the hell they're doing, don't they? Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. As much as I, you know, want them to go over seven, obviously that's tough to make that bet. Yeah, you wouldn't put big money on that, would you? Ah, man, it's a, it's a lion. <laughs> I might, I might just for the heck of it, if, if I, I might throw a fifty dollar bill on that and go over. I mean, eight I did wins. last year. Uh, that's an L. Is that an L? You think? Yeah. All right. Seven wins. What's the best case scenario? You push. They're not gonna make. They're gonna make. They're not gonna win eight games. Okay. So if you, if you put fifty on it and it's a push, you lose though, right? Don't you? And then you just get your money. You, back. you get your fifty back. If it's if it's seven exactly, yeah, you just get your money. All right. Back. I'll think about that then. All right, guys. Let's call it a pod. Uh, everybody out there listening, subscribe, rate us on all the big podcasting sites, including Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and others. Give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Three Point Pod. Support our Three Point Podcast partners, Advanced Elevator, Sheridan Realty and Auction Company, Rivals Tap House and Grill, The Corona Connection, Card Service Michiana, and Promac Engineering. Also, be sure to check out our friends at Sports Radio Detroit for their great programming, including Three Point Podcast. And uh, for you listeners here locally, you can tune in every Friday night and hear our podcast brought to you by our regular sponsors and also Main Street Pizza going to be a big part of it. This has been a three-point podcast production with special thanks to Sportsnet Michigan and Z92.5 The Castle. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Three Point Podcasts.